You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. You know, and just maybe not connected to Sunday, but something very important that we just note from the scriptures. You know what happened with Cain? Eh? God will help us. Praise the Lord. God will help us in this generation. I'd actually wanted us to read that First Corinthians 10 from verse 1. But let, let's just read it before we go on. So I talk about Cain and a few things, and then we'll try and, you know, quickly do what we are to do tonight. He said, moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. He said, but with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things became our what? examples they became our examples let's just stop there the things which are written became our examples now let's go back to cain and you know maybe we'll touch eva as well what was cain saying what did cain do to offend god what did he do he killed his brother abel you're sure that's what he did so cain can kill what did god require of him to do what was the world god required of him to Okay, let's go Genesis 4. The Bible said in the process of time they brought their offerings, okay? And they said Cain brought his offering. Then Abel brought his own offering of the first of his flock. So what Abel did that God was pleased with was that Abel killed a small lamb. Are you with me? Abel killed a small lamb in sacrifice to God. And whatever Cain did, went told what Cain did. But obviously it wasn't a sacrifice of blood from what we understand. And now God says to Cain, why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not? So you know what Abel did and accepted Abel. Go and do what Abel did. That's what he was saying to him. And what did Abel do? Abel killed a little lamb. So Cain, instead of killing a little lamb, it was too difficult for him. He killed a man. Everybody here who is making an excuse for sin. You know, there are things you see in the Bible, eh? And you just fear this God. We're looking at um, the account of um, Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus in heaven and the rich man in hell. In judgment, nobody will have an excuse. Because that rich man, where he was in hell, he didn't tell Abraham, why you not send me here? Which means when he looked at the video of his life, he sent himself to hell. Are you with me? Every sin, every disobedience we commit, it's folly, the height of folly. Cain kill a little lamb. I know go kill. You turn around and kill a man. Not just a man, your brother. Not just your brother, your twin brother. That's definition of sin. So people who say, ah, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the temptation. No. It's the spirit of the wicked one that deceives us, that makes you think you should lash out at that sister, lash out at that brother. Every sin is folly. Let me say every sin is folly. 
Okay, the, the first one, we've looked at that here before. Adam and Eve. Eve, what could be in that one tree that they didn't have in the over thousand species of trees? Every sin is folly. If you don't learn anything tonight, learn that one. Anytime I'm being tempted to sin, it's I'm being tempted to utter foolishness. Utter foolishness of the highest order. As foolish as I'm required to kill a lamb and be accepted by God, I say I will not kill a lamb. I will take a man and kill a man. That's the height of folly. And if you look through the Bible, that's what everywhere you find sin, that's what it is. It's foolishness. However, at those moments of trial, because we have been taken over by that loss to do what we just want to do, we make ourselves think that this is the best thing to do. Think of adultery. Adultery is sex outside marriage. So they've given you a man, they've given you a woman. And then you jump up and waka, 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 waka. (laughs) Do you understand it? Every sin is what? Folly. Height of folly. Is it corruption? Is it sin? It's height of folly. Uh, The man must do something to survive. So man must do something to survive. You cheat in your office. You make extra five million in your office, right? So you're justified because this office, they don't pay you well. They should have been paying you enough to take care of your family so they're underpaying you. So because of that, you're justified in what? You know, fraud. Thank you, sir. So you make that fraud and come out. And then the kidnapper comes and kidnaps you. He's justified in kidnapping because a heading cow is no longer bringing money. Deforestation has wiped off all the green areas. So cow business, nama business is no longer bringing money. So the only option he has now, he justifies himself in kidnapping. So when he kidnaps you and two of you sit down, will you blame him? Are you seeing? Is somebody getting what we're talking about? Every sin is folly. We will not be foolish in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, our time is actually so long gone. Quickly, I want us to see the benefit of dwelling, of carrying, of having the presence of the Lord at what? All times. Part of the scripture, we, that first Corinthians 10 we looked at, verse, if you go down to verse 13, verse 13 is the assurance that the Bible gives us. Let's read it together. No temptation has overtaken you, overtaken us, but except such as his word. But God is, but God is what? Who will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are. But with the temptation, we'll always also make what? The way of escape that we may be able to bear it. So no temptation will be able to catch us in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not fail, we will not fall, we will not be trapped in any of them. How does this work out practically? Let's look at Psalm 114 and then we'll come back to the New Testament. Psalm 114, let's see what it tells us. If you have a subheading for your Bible, it's going to call it the power of God in his deliverance of Israel. How and what delivered Israel? How did he do it? Psalm 114 verse 1 says, When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, verse 2, The first thing that God did was what? Judah became his what? Sanctuary. The New Testament says, your body, know you know that your bodies are what? Temples of the living God, which he purchased for his price. That the Holy Spirit dwells in you. That is God's safety mechanism. 
Praise the Lord. When Israel went out of Egypt, how did God accomplish it? He made Judah his sanctuary and Israel's dominion. Now, verse 3, I, I want you to help me see this now. The verse 3 says, The sea saw what? What was the eat the sea saw? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you with me this evening? Yes. Go back to 2. <laughs> it said, Judah became his what? Okay. Judah became his, and Israel his. Then the sea blocked the road. Sea is an obstacle, isn't it? Look at three. What does it say? Sea saw what? Trouble saw Judah. Ordinarily, when trouble sees Judah, trouble will block Judah. But trouble saw Judah and saw that Judah was no longer Judah alone. Judah had become the sanctuary of the Lord. So when they saw Judah coming... Instead of just seeing men coming, the sea saw God abiding in men. So, sea did what? Sea ran. All of a sudden, sea get feet. Trouble will run from you. <laughs> it's a Jordan Tomba. Let's continue. Four. What did the mountains do? Mountain is obstacle, right? It said the mountains, the same Ito, the mountains skipped. Like rams. The little hills like what? Lambs. Okay. To help us. Verse 5. Still broke it down. Verse 5 said, waiting they happen here. You people are behaving. Mountain, you're behaving abnormally. See, what is making you to flee? What is going to? They say, what ails you, O sea, that you fled? O Jordan, that you turn back. Let's understand. This is a, a, a very abnormal phenomenon. Let's see. 6 says what? It says mountains. What made you to skip like rams? All little hills like lambs. Seven gave us the answer. He said, tremble, O earth. At the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the God of what? So all the while, what they were saying was this. It was because when Judah came, all these other things saw God in the midst of Judah. That is why your marriage here, your business, your finances, make sure God is in the midst of it. And that's why the devil is also fighting to get God out of it. That's why any little problem, husband will insult wife, wife will insult. Once people start that fight, the Holy Spirit is a gentle man. He will not fight with you. He will just withdraw. That's part of our, our time won't take it tonight. But that's part of what we're going to, we plan to learn. The Holy Spirit will just withdraw. He will say to wife, wife, submit to your husband. He said, no, if I, this man takes too much. Then the man will say, love her, love her. You shout. He will just stand aside. You will get to the point, he will just leave you. And once he leaves, all the hope of solution is gone. Because mountain will now encompass you. Sea will now surround you. The devil is strategic. Praise God. He knows that he can. He says, tremble, O earth. At what? At the presence of Ikena. No. At the presence of many people. No. It is the presence of God that causes the enemy to tremble. That's what it goes for. That's why you will lose your temper. That's why you will be provoked. All of that is not you. It's so that the Holy Spirit, who cannot dwell in such a the bible says where there's envy strife and self-seeking what is there he said every evil thing do you know why every evil thing is there because the good thing is no longer there praise the lord let me show you the application of that in acts 16 so the way 
that God has left for us in our moments of trial, in any situation for that matter, is just like a dose of a very good medicine. When in need, when it's not working like this, you do what? You increase the dosage. Come with me to access thing. We have the account of Paul and Silas. We will jump and jump and jump and jump till we just get to. Okay? So, from verse 16. Uh, 16 is too far. Okay, let me read from 19. Okay, 18. And this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. They brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs, which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. He says, Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Okay, 23 says, When they had laid many stripes on them, then they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, I want to ask you here, Paul and Silas, what evil did they do? They were preaching the gospel. They were healing the sick. They were doing the very thing their commander sent them to do. And in the midst of that, they arrested them. Arrest was not enough. They tore their clothes. That was not enough. They beat them with rods. That was not enough. They threw them in prison. That was not enough. He said, put them in the security place. When they got there, normal reasoning should make a normal human being think what? He has abandoned me. Why am I going through all this? Somebody is asking that question. Why is trouble coming one after the other? One after the other. Why is this so? Now, there are several ways you can respond. You can get into murmuring. You can get into complaining. You can get into despair. You can get into discouragement. All those are available options. But you know what? Like we read in 1 Corinthians 10, that's not the way of escape he made for you. You know the way of escape he made? Increase the dosage of the presence of the Lord. So when Paul and Silas found themselves there, they got there by doing good. You know what they did? They added more. The Bible says they prayed and they began to sing. Normally, I don't know how they would have sang normally, but this particular day, they sang that the whole prison started hearing them. What happened? What we saw in Psalm 114. The presence of God came and joined Paul and Silas. When they joined them, what started happening? This time it wasn't the sea, it was the stock and the prison doors. Everything started adjusting. Why? Because an it had been discovered in the midst of Paul and Silas. Tonight, God is saying to tell you, sir, there is a way of escape. It's not less of him, it is more of him. Let's rise on our faith. Anything that will bring more. That's why they will teach you. Sometimes when you're going through financial challenges, now this is not about prosperity. You take money and sow a seed. Because that thing you're fighting, you know, you just have to make more room for God. At every situation, the way out is more of God. It's never less of God. Somebody says, uh, this year, I want to plan my life. I will not serve God the way I serve life. You're a fool. Because if you had any bit of sense, you will know that what will solve your problem is not less of God. 
Now, the dimension of getting more of God may vary for you, may vary for you, may vary for you. But what you can be sure is that less of God can never bring more solution for you. It will be less of God and more of your adversary. Because the only thing that moves the enemy away from your life is when he sees God in you. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When that temple is empty, Jesus told us that the devils will go and fetch seven more wicked than themselves so you thought you had a problem and you you said okay no i'm going to do less when they looked at this man is available now they will bring more troubles but the wise man stops himself fills his life continually filling his life with the presence of the lord knowing what why that is the it that the sea of problems will see and they will flee that is the it that the mountains will behold and they will skip like rams tonight that is the word i bring to you it is more of him no matter the situation somebody says i've been doing good i've been being nice to him he's not changing be nicer take that nice to another level in this office i've been doing my best they're not promoting me do your best i added hallelujah is somebody getting what i'm saying it's as simple as that that's the thing that works 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 where were we praying that somebody used the uh, uh, hannah to talk about hannah humbled herself and said okay let me go and make a vow as she was making the vow what did the man of god do the man of god took it to another level the whole intent of that was hannah would say is it because i mean i'm fat i'm tired but hannah said even now i will yet humble myself why because the solution is never less of god it is always more of him more of him and god rejoices when he sees that somebody has an understanding so paul and silas instead of saying god why god why look at where serving you look at how they beat me my arm is aching my legs are hurting they started singing and praising God intervened in a way like never before. Tonight, God is sending his word to you. I'm coming to visit you. Make that place comfortable for me. Make your heart comfortable for me. Make your finances conducive for me. Make that marriage conducive for me. Don't allow the devil to throw up quarrels when there should be peace. Let somebody learn to humble herself. Let somebody learn to humble himself. In that business, let somebody say, Lord, you are my senior partner in this environment. Lord, help us to be wise, to know that it's your presence. It is your presence and nothing more that we need. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.